Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Hey, man. Old school, just you and I. Just the two of yeah, us. Yeah, Garrett had to deal with something, uh, so he's going to be with the family tonight, and uh, he'll be back hopefully next week. Absolutely. And if not, guess what? It'll just be you and I again. It will be. We I, did it for a while, right? We can do it. We can I've, do it without him. I have, I have confidence in us. I mean, gang, you know, he's, he's a fan favorite, Garrett, over there. He is. No, don't get me wrong. That's some great takes. Let's hope this isn't long term. Yeah, I love that guy. Yep. But today, we're going to be talking some divisional breakdowns. We're going to start with the AFC East. Uh, on this show, on the Nerd Herd episode, we're going to cover the NFC East. Uh, kind of go through each team, go look at their depth chart, kind of do some little uh, dynasty analysis, kind of where we get a chance to talk about almost every player in the league. Obviously, we have a lot of teams to talk about, so we can't spend all day long on it, but we'll we'll chit-chat. We'll chit-chat it up, absolutely. A L- little dynasty talk, you know, in the midst of all this uh, summertime, hoping we have a season. Let's hope. Cross our fingers. I'm a little less optimistic than I was two weeks ago. Let's hope. hope. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs get, a, get at least one year out of this 10-year whatever bagazillion oh, dollar. Oh, Pat Mahomes yeah. half a billion dollar <laughs> deal? Oh, my Atlanta. Can you believe that deal? No. Yeah. The, the figure, you know, like, oh, they don't play this year. Like, oh, we only have a amount of books for $5 million this year. <laughs> this we the, need them this year. This was the cheap year. Oh, oh man. man. Here goes a half a billion. <laughs> a half a billion. A half a billion. And, I mean, I don't think – have you seen, like, the actual numbers? Yesterday when it was swirling around, it was like he had $100 million guaranteed, and then all of a sudden it was like $477 The million. whole contract yeah. is pretty much guaranteed. It's crazy. And what's crazy is they have to guarantee it two years in advance. So they can get out from under whenever they want, but it's two years in advance they have to guarantee the money. So every two years I was like, hey – the contract, yeah. the way I read it, is he can't get out from under it, and they can't get out from under it. Man, you better hope this thing doesn't go sour somewhere in the next 10 years. Well, the only way it's going to go sour is if he, like, shreds his knee. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. He's pretty amazing. He's It's it's way too early ever to call somebody the best ever after four years, but he's the best I've ever seen. Uh, just think, just close your eyes and think about, like, Aaron Rodgers back in the day when he first started. He was really when he, good. When he, yeah, when he first got in the start, he was amazing. Yeah, but you know what? He, I never, now he's still good. Don't get me wrong. I'd like to have Aaron Rodgers on my team. But, I mean, is he like all but he's that like 37 right. now. Good point. In, in 12 years, weeks. he'll be 34. He'll still only be 34. Yeah. yeah so it's like, and I, yeah. and I've never, and I never once thought Aaron Rodgers was the best I ever saw. Like, I thought Peyton Manning was better than him. I thought, you know, Brady was better than him. Um, well, no, I didn't really think. Achievement wise, wise, but I, th- I thought Peyton Manning was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, he he is, uh, you know, but Pat Mahomes is just amazing, right? I mean, just what he does is just like he's a different breed of amazing. He's just the best I've ever seen. He's up there. He's it's too early for me to say that, but I I understand why you would. And it's fair. I mean, it's it's subjective. It's it's a right. silly argument saying anybody's the best ever. You know, well, Barry Sanders is the best ever. So. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence Taylor is the best ever. Somebody so. else would say Jim Brown is the best ever. So, you know, oh, hogwash. Jim Brown was mean to me once. <laughs> did I tell you I ran a Mitch Trubisky on 4th of July? You did? Yeah. 
No, that's no. I didn't hear that. So I went to the gas station. Yeah. You know, his parents live right by me. Oh, okay. And I went to the gas station. And he literally parked his uh, Ford Explorer right by me. Ford Explorer, how much? Yeah, brand new. Has a okay. Chicago Bears emblem on the back, and NFL 100. He gets out, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's Mitch Trubisky. Uh, we walk in, and I'm like, Trubisky. He's like, what's up, dude? I fist bumped him. You know, he's like, I'm like, oh, dude, sorry, Rona. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, Mitch. And say, I didn't say Mitch, though. I was like, you going to kick Nick Foles' ass this year? He's like, I'm going to try. I'm like, dude, rooting for you. Everything's better and better. <laughs> he's like, appreciate that, man. <laughs> Everything's better and better. Yeah. Yeah. Love me it, but, man. Cool. No, you didn't me. and Mitch Trubisky, neighbors. Look at that. Look at that. I have no idea where his parents live, but I know it's close. I mean, he was at the gas station right by my house. So it's got to be close. He was driving a Ford Explorer. I wonder if it was his parents' car. Hmm. Yeah, look. Not, well, who cares, right? Absolutely. Who cares? What <laughs> <laughs> what a thrilling story, guys. Hey, guess who I saw? Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. People were like, oh, you saw the worst quarterback in the NFL. I still believe in Mitch. I'm a, I'm a believer. Kind of like a believer, but a believer. I like it. I like Mitch, too. Um, I, you know what I think about Foles. Like I, 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 I think he's great in two or three game stretches, and then he gets exposed. So yeah, don't be intimidated when you see him in the shower. <laughs> don't do it. Don't let that get. Don't let that get the best of you. You know, <laughs> you're still a man. Exactly, Mitch. <laughs> Mitchell. Uh, before we get into today's show, though, let's have a word from our sponsor. That's DynastyOwner.com. Do you think you're smarter than NFL GM? Do you think you're the best at fantasy football? Here is your chance to prove it, guys. And gals, Dynasty Owner is the only padded fantasy sports game using actual NFL salaries and contracts. You manage your team from all levels, owner to general manager to coach. Dynasty Owners for the smart, elite fantasy football player. There is no offseason in Dynasty Owner. The rookie draft matters, free agency matters, and every contract matters. Come to a startup draft in 2020. Using actual NFL players' contracts and salaries. And then you can improve your team each year with a three round rookie draft and by trading players and draft picks like we do in Dynasty. You can win weekly prizes, seasonal prizes, and compete in the chase for the ring. They have the mobile app that is up and running on iOS and Android. They have an awesome mock draft tool that you can use right now for mobile browsers or desktop. Go to try out their mock drafts before you jump in the league and then go. Then go jump in the league at DynastyOwner.com. It's a real cool way to play Dynasty. Um, it's a little, you know, it's a, it's a twist of auction with Dynasty where you use actual NFL salaries, and they have a lot of cool little things they have in there that you can all see on DynastyOwner.com. So, Matt, let's start here with the AFC East and the Buffalo Bills. Would you consider the Bills, the, the, you know, the favorites to win the AFC East if we have a season? Uh I mean, you got to think so with Brady moving on, um, that they're kind of the top of the top dog in that in the uh, AFC East at this point. Yeah, I would I, say. I so. think they're the most talented team, top to bottom. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, New England's not New England's defense isn't going away, but they just have so much flux going on with their offense. Um, how are all those pieces going to fit? Type of thing um, with Cam Newton obviously coming in. So they're New England's not going away completely, but it's 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 going to be very different from what we've seen in the past. Looking at the depth chart here, Matt, we got Josh Allen at QB, Dawson Knox at tight end, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss at running back, and then we have Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown at wide receiver. And I think I think it's an easy narrative to say, 
oh, Josh Allen, you know, not as accurate, not as good. Who wants those receivers? And we were preaching, well, I know I was preaching last year, you know, go out and get John Brown because I think John Brown can help your team. And what did he do? Went out. 2019 had 72 receptions for 1,060 yards and six touchdowns with the Bills' number one receiver and finishes wide receiver 20 in PPR leagues. Also, Cole Beasley finishes wide receiver 34 in PPR leagues. Yeah, I thought he had a. I thought Cole Beasley kind of had one of those surprising um, years. Obviously, because he was you know he was with the um, Cowboys for so long and he he wasn't much of a fantasy asset at that point. You know what I mean? It was very hard to rely on with the Cowboys. And last year he came out, like you said, um, was producing nice uh, wide receiver, low-end wide receiver three numbers. But wide receiver three numbers nonetheless. What I'm really intrigued here is, you know, they go out there and it gets Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, one of the best route runners in the league. Uh, you know, always had a little trouble staying healthy. Hasn't, you know, I know um, going in last year, he didn't play week 17. That's because he was sitting for rest, but... Didn't play in every, you know, he's missed games every year, but he goes to Bills, he goes with Josh Allen, and you're probably going to get a little bit of a discount on Diggs because of the Josh Allen uh, thought process there. Right. But you have to remember that he, he, he supported two top 34 wide receivers, and this isn't the first year he did it. If you go back to 2019, Matt, Josh Allen was the number one overall fantasy player the last five weeks of the season. And on top of doing that, we have to remember at the same time, over that time span, Robert Foster was wide receiver 19, and Zay Jones was wide receiver 24. So he's taken two, he's basically taken four, you can argue, lower level fantasy receivers. I mean, Zay Jones, bottom of the barrel. Robert Foster, bottom of the barrel. Absolutely. Yep. Made those guys wide receiver twos in that span. Last year, took John Brown, not a dynasty darling, but made him wide receiver 20. And. That's a low-end wide receiver, too, but a wide receiver, too, nonetheless. Now you bring a guy of a Stephon Diggs caliber, and he has him, and now you move John Brown to the number two role. Obviously, this hurts Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley will probably go back to his Dallas role, where he'll contribute, really help his NFL team, not as much more of a fantasy asset. Hurts John Brown a little bit, but, I mean, with, with Josh Allen's arm and John Brown's speed, now facing the number two cornerbacks, it's going to really open up things for John Brown too. We could we could see Josh Allen if he just work on an accuracy just a little bit more, taking a big step forward this year, along with Stephon Diggs and John Brown both both producing here. Um, yeah, no, there, there's a, there's a lot to like here with the Buffalo Bills um, offense as a whole. Like you mentioned, um, you gotta hope for the for the accuracy increase though. You know, he's a guy that Josh Allen's a guy that's. He really hasn't even had the 60% um, completion percentage mark um, throughout his career so far. So it's it, that's probably the biggest question. And, yes, I agree that Cole Beasley, is he's going to go back to that kind of, you know, middling wide receiver four type of guy that, you, you know, he's not going to help your team that much from a fantasy perspective, but he's going to be a, a chain mover. And like you said earlier, you know, with guys like – Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley, both good route runners, and, and and Dawson Knox, throw him in in there as well. You know, working the middle, the middle and intermediate type of 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 routes, it is going to open a lot of things up for Josh um, Josh Allen to go deep to John Brown. So I would I would you know I would think that you know Brown is still going to be a viable wide receiver too. I think Diggs is probably going to be a slightly more valuable wide receiver too. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver one by any, by any stretch in, in this um, offense. I just don't think they're going to pass that much. I agree with you there. I think that there's the value is not there as wide receiver two, but Diggs is always kind of a high end wide receiver two as it is. Uh, his route running will definitely help him produce that. 
Diggs, is he a buy? Sure, for what the price is. Um, I expect him, though. I actually do expect Diggs to take somewhat of a step back what he's normally producing. I agree. I think it's going to be a slight step back for him. Just, uh, just in the, the offense as a whole. You know what I mean? Like going from the the Vikings to Buffalo from a fantasy perspective, you know, if you're a wide receiver, it's just not a great move. It's not a lateral move. It's a, it's a step. It's a small step backwards. Yeah, I agree with that too. I think John Brown's still a great buy. If you're a contender at all, I for his price tag, I mean, you probably get John Brown for a third round pick. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a good investment. Maybe you have some you know baggage on your, your roster. You kind of shake off of there. Grab John Brown from any team's not contender and, Hope you get, even if you get wide receiver three numbers, that's good depth as you, if he's your wide receiver four. But you're hoping, again, they can put these wide receiver two numbers, low-end numbers. And we've, we've seen Josh Allen can produce that even his rookie year, uh, two top 24 receivers, which is crazy coming out of Buffalo. But it's definitely possible talking about digs. What do you think of Dawson Knox, Matt? You know, his hands aren't all there. does have definitely has some drop issues, but uber-athletic. Really want to get him involved at the back half of the second year. Do you think Knox is a by now because he probably won't really start producing from a a relative you know a relative relevance fantasy perspective until probably 2021 season i was going to say i think you might actually be able to wait on him um as far as you know him being a buy because like you said i don't think he's going to be producing tight end one numbers high end oh, tight end no. two numbers even you know what i mean so he's going to be in that back end of the tight end twos or tight end three type of numbers this year so i think you can wait for even more of the luster to come off this tight end and and get him you know maybe back end of this year um or you know sometime during your rookie year uh rookie drafts next year off season by yeah you think? absolutely yeah i agree he's definitely somebody i'm monitoring i'm keeping my eyes on I've got some shares. I would like to acquire some more shares. Just on upside, you know, alone, uber athletic, line them up behind in the backfield. That's going to change now, bringing in Zach Moss and having Devin Singletary. Um, having Zach Moss here, it's a big question mark. Who's who's going to be the main guy here, Devin Singletary or Zach Moss? You'll see two sides uh, of this playing field. Like, who do you love, Zach Moss or you love Devin Singletary? It's like you have to pick one or the other. I have a feeling they're pretty much going to eat into each other. Zach Moss, really good with the ball in his hands. Good yards after contact. Right. Bad for Devin Singletary because Zach Moss probably get almost all the goal line carries, which but even then you have to worry because you have Josh Allen there to vulture those like Cam Newton did. But Singletary did have a really nice second half last year. This is a guy who averaged over 16 carries uh, per game, averaged over four and a half yards per carry in the second half and saw about 30 targets. This is somebody who came in and produced at like as a running back two in the second half. It's just, I think Zach Moss and Devin Singletary just kind of eat into each other. And that's, that's the one position on this team, even though they're going to run the ball a decent amount that I'm very wary of. Like I would love to find somebody that loves Zach Moss and try to flip him first, you know, something I love personally, mm-hmm. same thing with Devin Singletary. It, it, it's for me personally, I don't believe in either enough to get behind them or even want to hold them on my roster because I honestly see you either have it for both of them or even one of them. Like obviously you can have it for one of them where they're, where they're the, their value just dropped. The floor drops out, right? Sure. To do that, you need one to really like, and that's the thing. I don't think one has to succeed over the other for the floor to drop out. I just think they can equal each other out and just be one of those rare backfields where like, yeah, like some games you get running back two numbers, but for the most part, like 
they're not going to help you win a championship. 40, 50 yards of of rushing and then maybe like another 20, 30 yards of receiving for one of them. You know, something like that where it's not a lot of value on both sides. Is, is it what you're trying to say? Yeah. And like people say that, you know, with Devin Singletary, he saw those 30 targets in his final eight games, which is my nice amount. But Zach Moss can catch the ball well, too. Right. It's not like he's, you know, some dud over there, too. Right. And, and you know, they, they did come out and basically there was a report that said that they want to use him very similar to the Frank Gore type of role that, you know, was used last year, which, I mean, let's just, I mean, let's face it. I, I think Zach Moss is, he's got more juice than Frank Gore. So I think he's got more of a chance to eat into Devin Singletary's overall workload than, than Frank Gore did last year. So if they say that, I think if he shines even a little bit, I, I personally think he has a chance to eat into that um, that timeshare a little bit more than than last year's breakout with Frank Gore. Yeah, which would be eating into it. But you have to be careful here because if Zach Moss gets all the goal line carries and he just totally like Devin Singletary's not scoring touchdowns, is that's gonna he needs he needs some of that production to become a high end running back too. I mean, I know people like you know Rob Oziak, he he's a big Devin Singletary believer. Uh, we have tons of people out there like the ball blast girls are big Zach Moss guys and big you know believers that think that he's Devin Singletary, but bigger and just better. So it's a situation to monitor overall the bills for me as a dynasty prospect team. It's, it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, obviously they went out and spent a couple of picks on, on wide receivers too. We haven't mentioned Gabriel Davis and Isaiah Hodge um, Hodgins, two guys that, you know, bigger guys you know different from what they have uh so far on the roster so do you see them kind of eventually maturing into a spot and maybe taking a john brown spot who is you know is obviously getting up there in age he's 30 now i think they have a pretty easy out uh, pretty easy out at the 2021 season with him so I like Isaiah Hodgins. He's interesting. You know, about six foot four really good hands almost drops nothing there could be a nice solid possession receiver but at the same time, it, who, with how deep, what worries about what worries me about a lot of guys like the Isaiah Hodgins and guys like that, you know these, you know, Quint, you know Quintus Cephas and Detroit guys like that that are, hey, I like these guys in like two years. Is how deep the receiver class is next year as well, and, pushing these guys just further and down. just pushing them down yeah. and always keep like keep them in that role players. Now any of these guys to step up and become big time players. I mean, we saw with Preston Williams, we saw with Darius Slayton. That always happens where a guy comes out of nowhere, but Preston Williams, I feel like was a, you know, before the draft, he was a pretty highly touted guy. He just got booted out of school. So he's to be fair. Yeah. And we, we, I mean, we were talking up Darius Slayton, especially Garrett and Preston Williams. So yeah, right. they you know, if you're, if you listen to the podcast, you, they, if you listen to nine centers podcast, there's a very good chance. You have a lot of Darius Slayton, Preston Williams shares. I have a lot. Right. Because I listen to the podcast. I know. I think I drafted both those guys in one league for you because you weren't at the draft. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're for that. welcome. Oh, so busy that you day. Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> My team looks so good because of that. So, um, yeah. I mean, I like Isaiah. Are those names you mentioned? I like Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah, I think I think so as well. Um, I just wanted to kind of mention some of those guys. Um, you know, because those are the. It's not like Buffalo's in a, in a, a bad cap situation either. They they have 19 million right now and and very little dead money. So. They should be having a, a similar thing. They'll be able to hold on to John Brown if they want to next year, but it, you know they they could possibly move on. If, uh, if they're gonna have to resign out. Josh Allen here soon too, right? After probably next year. So that is the Buffalo Bills offense. Stephon Diggs, buy for the right price, right? Absolutely. Still like him. Yep. John Brown, definite buy. Josh Allen's a hold. Yes. 
Dawson Knox wait until maybe the end of this year? Yeah, buy? and then go out and buy. Yeah, Or maybe there's an opportunity sometime in season from that team to buy, like when he's doing nothing as well. Uh, running backs, I'm I'm selling both personally. Uh, me personally, I, I like Zach Moss a little bit more just because I like his running style. I, um, you know, I, uh, both those guys coming out, I would have Moss rated higher if they were both in the same draft class. So now they're both on the same team. I'm going to, I'm going to rate Moss a little bit higher. And to be fair, I would take, I agree with you. I would take Moss. Mm-hmm. If you had to tell me which one's going to have the better fancy year, I'm going to say Zach Moss. I just think he, I think he slowly by week six can become the guy who gets 20 carries and Devin Singletary's get in 12 carries, you know, something that, along those lines where that's, he's a starter. That's absolutely, you know, from a body type standpoint, he's the guy that could handle the workload, the the full workload out of the two. All right, let's move on here to another team in AFC, Matt, the Miami Dolphins. Looking at the starter is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick to start. Yeah, I would say so. Then you got Tua Tagovailoa. Obviously going to be playing at some point very, very not-so-distant future type of yeah. <laughs> Very, very soon. As soon as soon as Ryan Fitzpatrick throws his five interceptions in one game, uh, Tua will be in there. Mike Kosicki at tight end. Starting receivers are going to be Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. You also have Alan Hearns, Albert Wilson on that team. Uh, the brand got you know, Isaiah Ford out there. Uh, Jakeem Grant used to be a name at one point when he signed, but that ain't anything going on. At running back, you do have Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. Right. So what's your overall thought here at the at the, the Miami Dolphins? I mean, you know, they have Jordan Howard. They have Matt Breida. There's, there's a lot of, I guess, uncertainty at some of these other spots. You know, the wide receivers are what they are. It's it's Devonte Parker. It's it's Preston Williams. As long as his knee is okay, if not, they'll probably hold on to Alan Hearns, just kind of as an insurance policy. It's not he's not making a lot of money. It's only like two point eight million dollars. So I, I would imagine Alan Hearns is kind of going to be a, a backup insurance policy to Preston Williams, uh, just in case the knee is not okay. But, I can't imagine it not being. I mean, he did it at week nine. Right. No, I, 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 you would think it's going to be ready, but you never know. I mean, people have setbacks. We haven't heard anything come out about really any of these injured players and, and how they're, you know, all their rehabs are, are progressing. Who knows? I mean, who knows when the coronavirus hit, you know, what kind of facilities he had at his disposal at home, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm just, gotcha. I'm, any guys that are injured that we haven't heard any updates on, I'm just going to kind of have that caveat, I guess. So with that said, I mean, you're, you're really battling between Jordan Howard and, and, and uh, Matt Breida as to who's the more fantasy-relevant back. Obviously, you and I are going to probably fall on the Matt Breida. Um, he's going to be the guy that's going to be catching passes, and, and Jordan Howard's just going to be the, the first and second down thumper because that's all he can really do. So in my opinion, Matt Breida is, is the more fantasy-relevant running back. And you're talking guy, about who averaged 5.7 yards per carry. And the guy that you want to own. Yeah. He's a burner. I think he – I saw a stat before. I mean, he's, he's like he's one of the fastest running backs with the ball in his hands in the NFL. Yeah, they, they didn't they time him as the fastest like uh, two or – I mean, it was two years ago or something like that. Maybe but he was, he was he was up there as far as miles per hour from a running back. Um, Matt Breida is a speedster. He is – he had a fifth fastest average speed amongst NFL running backs while crossing the line of scrimmage with the ball last season. Uh, and yeah, he did finish fifth amongst backs with 5.7 yards per carry as well. And it also says here, um, this is all courtesy. I think of things is Mike Clay. 
Um, and Chan Gailey's last three seasons at the helm of the NFL and NFL offense, his backfields earned at least a 21% share of the team's total targets. With Howard being a non-factor as a receiver and Brita a big playability ideal for such usage, I think a high-end flex performance in PPR formats is entirely within the range of outcomes, which is funny because in my notes, I had the same thing. I look at Jordan Howard to be a nice, solid, ground-and-pound guy who who produces in that role. You know what I mean? He, he, he's, he could be a thousand-yard back. He's done it before, but he's just not a, 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 a fancy darling. Where Brita coming out of that backfield, definitely the guy like Tua Tagovailoa coming in the offense, rolling out. As a rookie, Bree could be a really nice dump off player here and be the real value. He's the value on the Miami Dolphins that I see. I mean, everybody in the Dynasty community is on Mike Kosicki, right? right. Mike Kosicki yeah. is no longer a buy. We said to buy Mike Kosicki last year, um, mid season, right around there, like go out there and get Kosicki when now. He was, when he was struggling before he took off at the end of the year. Yep. So he he's going to be much harder to get right now. Preston Williams, Dynasty Darlin. Nobody's going to go out there and sell you Preston Williams for cheap. Devontae Parker, some people might be out on him, but I still like I, I still look at this as a nice one-two combo. Parker's got all the security because he just signed the contract out right. there. Even though Preston Williams did outproduce him when on the field. I know when it came to yards, I, I think a lot of numbers. He he trailed Preston Williams in targets. He trailed, trailed him in yards, and, and he really produced when Preston Williams went down. But they both can produce on this field. And they're both there for the long haul. You know what I mean? Devontae Parker, his contract is over in, after 2023, and he's got a ton of dead money. He's not going anywhere. Devontae Parker's there. He's going to be producing. He's going to be in the starting lineup. They like him there. You know what I mean? As soon as Adam Gase got out the door, they gave him, they gave him like kind of a fresh start. And for all intents and purposes, you probably should have also if if you're you know playing this fantasy game because because he is he was a solid very solid prospect that was buried due to circumstance uh, mm-hmm. with the head coach and and he's he's showing off his talent he did it at the end of last year I was always a big fan yep I never gave up I would like to say the same because I traded him to you <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome so I think going back like when Chan Gailey's offense Chan Gailey loves to throw the ball a ton yep. you know so I love seeing that set there where he targets at least 21% share of his targets go to his running backs mm-hmm. Jordan Howard's got the worst hands you can you can make an argument he has got the worst hands amongst all running backs in the NFL so if you it's get, not much of an argument but go ahead it's, it's a fact yeah. if you can see a 20% target share to a guy like Matt Breida in PPR leagues Matt, we're flirting with like high end running back two numbers here. If two could come in here and roll out and really open things up with these receivers and Gasicki, Matt Breida might be a really great buy right now. I mean, you got to think there's going to be at least 400 passing attempts in that offense. I mean, you know what I mean? Like easily. So 20% of that's 80. Uh, and that's really all going to be getting funneled to him and maybe some of it to Patrick Laird. Um, you know, not that much though. No, so yeah, we're talking a potential sixty reception season. Absolutely, out of a guy like Matt Breida with I, his speed out of the backfield. I think that's fairly easy. I mean, that's that's those are those five hundred yards receiving. Yeah, those are easy numbers. Four hundred yards rushing. Yep, those are easy numbers for him to get to. If you add the sixty receptions, you're flirting with run, like low end running back one numbers. I mean, we always see that guy, that guy who catches a lot of footballs that flirts with that running back one, low end running back eleven, running back ten, running back twelve. Can Matt Breida be that guy this year in fantasy football? This is a team they trade and they traded for him. So they went out there and got him. This is somebody they want to use in their offense. They saw the way he could become on that backfield. I think he's a great buy. I think he's a, I think he is. I think he's very discounted right now. It's a great buy situation. And he absolutely 
um, is the guy to own for me anyway in this backfield. And all these are all these all these buys are all going to hold true too because you got to imagine it's going to be weird because with no pre- like like most likely now it's looking like there's going to be no preseason. I mean, no, no preseason and far less um, practices. Practices only eighty people on a roster instead of ninety in the past, so there's a lot less opportunity for these young guys, these undrafted guys, to make teams. It's going to be a weird, it's going to be a weird season where veterans kind of rule. Yeah, in my opinion. And I think Breeze is kind of guy that come in and help right away, and Absolutely. definitely be that safety net. Again, imagine if Tua comes in, you know, he doesn't have a lot of time to work these receivers as well. He's going to be looking. You know, everything's going to be moving fast for him. He's going to be looking to dump that ball off. Mike Kosicki's going to be a nice safety net. And then, of course, Matt Breida. He's somebody that I need to, you know, go re-go through some of my dynasty leagues and, and really focus on trying to acquire some more shares. Scott Fishbowl, he's he's already been circled as one of my targets at the running back position. Him and Sony Michelle are guys I want to add onto my roster. But you get them late, get them cheap, and they're going to be very valuable in this upcoming and produce. season. Yep. And produce. And Matt Breida is just one of those guys that's out there in the, you know, the dynasty community right now that as a clear line for carries and targets and nobody's talking about him mm-hmm. at all. He, if we had to rank, you know, out of all the guys we're talking about probably today, when you're talking about number one buys for value, I think Matt Breida might be at the top of the list for me. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we're talking about him right now so that, that I'm kind of ultra focused on, on these guys that we've been talking on, but he's a very good buy for sure. He's a very good buy. And we all love Preston Williams. Definitely. Who doesn't love Preston Williams? If yeah. you don't love Preston Williams, well, you're doing dynasty wrong, son. <laughs> Let's move on to everybody's favorite team, the New England Patriots. Now, we talked about Cam Newton in depth last week. We don't need to talk about him. Uh, we, we, we've said enough about him. Absolutely. We've yep. said, I saw in a Facebook group, group uh, today, people were talking mad smack on me, uh, which is okay. It's okay because I was wrong about Sonny Michelle. So, what do you mean you're wrong about him? Oh, because he wasn't a stud. I told everybody to take him at one, two. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. All right. I thought, like, because so, I thought something. I know it all. I thought uh, I thought something more recent. No, 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 up. no, no. Okay. I'm just supposed to have a 100% hit rate, apparently. Gotcha. Don't, don't worry about all the other guys I told you to pick up that are awesome, but that one guy. Sony Michelle, he's still got time. He's, he's still, still got time. He's still got time. The Look, offense is going to be totally different this year. Listen, he can come out here this year and put up low-end running back two numbers, and I'll <laughs> totally redeem myself. He's only 26. Yeah, <laughs> he's 26 on a team, like you just mentioned, where vets are going to rule. Cam Newton come in. He's going to open things up for him. Yeah, everybody's in. Everybody's sitting there going, oh, Damian Harris will be the starter by week four. Damian Harris will be the starter by week four. I don't see that. I mean, from strictly a tape perspective, you'd say Sony Michelle is was the better prospect coming out. But did we that see mean, anything from Damian Harris last year? No. I have no idea what he's going to be in the NFL. I have at least seen glimpses of Sony Michelle. I think he can operate at the NFL level. I have no idea. Yeah, um, and they just restructured Rex Burkhead's contract to be guaranteed, so he's on the roster. James White is on the roster. James White is going to be the guy that's probably the most useful and most fancy yeah, relevant. In my Cam Newton, lo- Cam Newton loves to throw the run to the running back. Absolutely, and, but Sony's going to get carries. He's going to run the ball a lot. He's going to open things up. We like Sony, but we can't talk about Sony today because we've talked about him too much. We talked about Cam Newton too much. Um, we, they have Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry is somebody as well that is a great buy right now. Didn't produce big time last year. Young, totally, yeah, totally didn't do anything. Last but here's here's an interesting thing, Matt. Do you know who led the Patriots in targets over the last two games of the year? Last two games, mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess that it's Nikhil Harry. Yeah, yeah, for former first round pick Nikhil yeah. Harry. So he's somebody arrested a first round pick. 
Tom Brady went on Howard Stern and said he did not want to throw to Nikhil here because he was trying to win. He was just too young for him. So he deliberately didn't throw to him. Nikhil here is somebody who we loved coming out. We had him as a top five rookie prospect. I'm as number one. You had him like number three, somewhere around there. But we still liked him enough to be top five in the class. And again, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Nikhil Harry out of Arizona State, good hands, big body receiver, should still be the number one there and be the number one targeted guy. Yeah, you have Julian Edelman. Will Julian Edelman still produce? Of course. I mean, this is somebody who's a fantastic slot receiver and produces even without Tom Brady. I mean, when Jimmy Garoppolo came in in 2016, Edelman still saw seven catches at least in each game that, that Jimmy Garoppolo was in. So he should be a nice safety net for Cam Newton as well. Bill Belichick always targets him. Him and Josh McDaniels always targets him. And we, oh. and we talked about it last week also. Cam Newton also likes to target the slot more yes. than any other position. So I would expect, honestly, Julian Edelman to continue on with his a very similar role. I don't think it's going to be the same because the chemistry between him and Cam is uh, obviously, at least in the early part of the season, isn't going to be there as it was with Tom Brady. Um but Julian Edelman, I think, in my opinion, is the guy for this coming season. Nikhil Harry, obviously the long-term asset that you want to own there in New England. Still buying Nikhil Harry for sure. Yep. Edelman, somebody who's going to come in out of the slot and still be manufactured targets. He's never seen under 26% in his entire six years in New England of targets. He's always going to be heavily targeted. Look for Nikhil Harry to take a big step forward this year. I think once from week one on, Nikhil Harry's price is only going to go up. So if you want if you want him, I think now's the time to go out there and get him. Like I wouldn't have any problem giving up like you know, if you have a Zach Moss. If you ha- even these like, these second round picks that you have in 2020, these late second round picks, if you can use that to acquire Neil Nikhil Harry, I th- I still think it's a great buy. I think Nikhil Harry's still has a chance to be that mid-range wide receiver too for your roster. We see how the quarterback situation pan, pan out, but at the same time, what if Cam Newton comes out in here and balls out and they sign him to a long-term contract? And he's the quarterback there in New England. No, absolutely. There's there's a lot up in the air here with the New England Patriots. It's it's very uh it feels odd to say that because they're they've been just so steady Eddie for like the past 20 years with Tom Brady at the helm and kind of just rotating pieces around him, but the offense as a whole stayed very similar. It was it went, you know, from um Wes Welker right into um, another guy, Julian Edelman, who basically are the same. They're like a clone of each other as far as on-field performance. So uh, it is. It, this is going to be like the most that it's been up in the air in, in years. So I, 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 like I said, Julian Edelman's my my guy that I would be targeting for this coming season, and Nikhil Harry. I, I really do love him. They draft two tight ends in the you know pretty much the same round, third round there, and Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi, which are or night stashes, but I mean, there's not a lot to get overly excited about here about new England from a dynasty perspective. I mean, no, I mean, I think those guys are, are good shots um, in like the third and fourth round, like late third, early fourth part or early fourth round of rookie drafts this year. I, I like those tight ends. I like their prospects anyway, but it's hard to say that, Hey, either one of these guys is going to produce anything for you this year. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's any evidence to show that they would be. Yeah, the only player in this team that I'm really going out there and trying to acquire hard would be, you know, Nikhil Harry. I bought, I've, I've I bought tons of Sony Michelle right. shares this offseason. It's because the price is so cheap. I got Sony Michelle 
in multiple leagues for late second round picks. Yeah. And to me, that that's worth a gamble for me just to have him this year to be the guy as a starter running back on that team. What about what about James White though? In, in your opinion, what I mean, because is he is he being devalued now that Tom Brady's out the door? Or is it now that Cam Newton is in and they've seen how much he's thrown to running backs in the past that it's kind of right back to where it was? Cam Newton does throw the football to a ton. I mean, but I don't know what I'm buying James White for because it's a, it is the last year of his contract, so he is one and done pretty much probably most likely there in New England. He's, tw- he's 28. Yeah. He's 28 years old. There is a lot of question mark. He was running back 18 on the year last year in that offense. How much better is it going to get? How much that? better is it going to get? Because you have guys behind him that are going to supplant him as well. I mean, you got guys like Melvin Gordon are going to get bumped up, Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. all these rookies that were involved. I just seem James White as somebody, like even a guy like Duke Johnson. Like if you ask me, hey, Duke Johnson or James White, I feel a little bit more comfortable with a guy like Duke Johnson. There. Well, it's because he's got David Johnson as his running back mate who's broke down like an old Yugo. And it comes down to like who's going to score more fancy points, Sony Michelle. Or James White. Mm. The, the, I think the value is pretty close. I think those guys are going to be very close, actually, Yeah. when, so, when push comes to shove. And I think I, don't, I honestly think the cheaper guy to buy would be Sony Michel. All right, so the one guy that we haven't talked about, um, the cheaper guy, I think, probably is Sony Michel because people are trying to just bail on that. And who's most likely to score the touchdowns? Right. Um, Michel. Um, the one guy that we haven't touched at all is Mohamed Sanu. 30 years old. Last year of his contract, you know, he's only on the books for about six million bucks. He got no dead cash, uh, no dead money against the cap. So they could theoretically get rid of Mohamed Sanu, but Bill Belichick has basically come out and said, you know, like, hey, we don't have a first and second round pick or whatever. They didn't have, and Mohamed Sanu was one of them because they gave up the second round pick for him. So where do you see him kind of fitting into this puzzle? They gave up a second round pick for him. And I think I could look at, I, I, the thing that only I, I, I look at Muhammad Sunu is about is Bill wants to prove a point. You know, he's a, he's a Rutgers guy. Bill loves Rutgers. He loves. He going, wants to prove they yeah. made a good trade, and that's why they didn't draft any receivers because they had a guy Muhammad Sunu. But he's going to play behind the keel here. He's going to play behind Julian Edelman. I, I'm I've never been a Sunu guy. So I think I, I think man, I think he is. I, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to sift through the weeds a little bit and trying to figure out does this guy have any value at all because to me he doesn't he doesn't hold any value in my book does he hold any value in your book he holds a little bit of value if one of the other guys gets hurt okay you know i mean it's that's about he's the third it's one too many ifs for me he has no yeah he's the fourth (laughs) receiving option on the team behind harry behind Edelman, behind james white yeah i mean where's who who's the fourth target on many teams like this that you want on your roster. There's not many fourth targets on good teams that you want. Right. Really? Right. I mean, unless you get to those like elite teams. I mean and, and and let's face it, the way that they're building themselves, they're getting two tight ends, they're they're gonna want to run the heck out of the ball and play defense. They're not gonna be throwing it as much as they have in the past. I think they're running the ball a ton, Matt. Yeah. That's 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 why I like Sony this year. We've talked about it before. Right. Enough where people can argue and complain about me talking about Sony. <laughs> it's just because I'm a believer. You no, know, you can't control knee injuries. No, you really can't. And now he's got the foot or whatever that he had surgery on. So and, and everybody's like, oh, you said take him too. His tape was beautiful. You know, he looked but, he looked faster and quicker than Nick Chubb. 
yeah. on tape in college. So something happened between then and now. I mean, it was obviously the knee swelling. They were draining it. Now, now it's now they now he's having a foot operation. It says it's been like kind of a long term maintenance type of thing. So maybe his foot was jacked up as well, kind of slowing him down. We'll see come this year because it's. I mean, it's a make or break year for him. Oh, for sure. I mean, they, but the time I stand by it at the time he was my number two rookie at the time coming out. Same yeah. reason. Everything we loved about Josh Jacobs. And remember when Josh Jacobs came out, we were one of the first people to have Josh Jacobs as the one one. Yeah. In rookie drafts. Like this guy's one one clear cut, no brainer. Um like we saw a lot of, I saw things that Sony did that Josh Jacobs did that were that reminded me of Sony and Josh Jacobs is healthy and Sony's just not. Sony's not. Yeah. You, know, you, you can't control stuff like that. You just you can't foresee injuries and all you can go off is college tape. And I love Sony coming out. It got derailed. It didn't work out. Not all picks work out. I mean, there's guys, you know, I love Sammy Watkins coming out. Right. Thought he was a, no, thought he was a can't miss prospect. Yeah. I, th- I literally thought Sammy Watkins was a can't miss prospect. I mean, guys like TJ Yeldon. I mean, for the Buffalo Bills, we were just on that team. We didn't even talk about him. He was like a second round draft pick, um, pretty high. And now he's just like an afterthought. No, I mean, he's. He's only 26 years old. Matt, Matt, do you remember my... Uh, yeah, no, I remember. I didn't want to bring it up, Rich. Did you, did you remember my comp? Yeah, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I was like a poor man. <laughs> a poor man. Peterson. Real poor. Real. <laughs> like, really poor. Like his pockets got holes in him poor. <laughs> yeah, we can't hold anything in I, didn't, I didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, I mean, that's the perfect example of hey, guys. I stand by that stuff, dude. Like, you yeah. can't... I love when people... It, listen, it's, somebody wrote in there, too. Like, it's an unforgivable job when you're a dynasty analyst and doing stuff like this. Like, you hope... If you have a 60% hit rate, you're doing amazing. Right. And I, I do feel like we're fortunate enough. Like I feel like we're closer to like 75% hit rate on our rookie context, but nobody's going to be a hundred percent. No. I mean, nobody's going to be a hundred percent. It's and a hard it, thing to break down these rookies and predict their future. I mean, NFL GMs who have a ton more information. Oh, we do way better than them. A ton <laughs> more information though about these people. Like personally, they, they pay people to like dig into their past and stuff like that. We don't have any of that. And we're going off just off of tape, what we see and what we think will translate into somebody else's system in the NFL. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's so many factors that we are like guessing on that they know and they still blow it a lot. We've done a damn good job over the last six years. Yeah. Very proud of us. Absolutely. More proud of you than of myself. Well, thank you, Rich. I got some inside information too. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky is going to beat Nichols ass. <laughs> he said so himself. And he got the Rona from Rich Dodson. Yeah. <laughs> If he gets a run of all of a sudden comes out like, oh, Mitch Trubisky's got the run. I'm like, that's me. Fist bump. Rich. I did it. Like, do you have it? I don't think so. Rona Rich is what we'll call you. Ooh, I like that name. <laughs> nice. I like that nickname. Should we move on? Yeah, we shall. To Adam Gase's New York Jets. Ugh, for, uh, for now. Oh, <laughs> uh, what a team here we got on here. So starting at receiver, we're looking at Brashad Perriman, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder. You know, behind them, you got a guy like Josh Dotson. Josh, Josh Dotson. Remember that guy? Hey, can't, mi- can't hey. win them all. <laughs> Josh Dotson ahead of Michael Thomas in my rookie ranks. This guy's a very acrobatic receiver. Goes up there and gets the ball better than anybody. If you guys just watch his highlight tape, this guy is fantastic. What are the odds of him succeeding out there in Washington, Matt O'Hara? At this point, 0.0. <laughs> and then, I'll tell you, he was in a really, <laughs> really great spot. Yeah, so Josh Dotson, that's a laugher right there. Yeah, great last name. Lose the C, though, there, buddy. Uh, at quarterback, of course, Sam Darnold, who's only 22 years old. At tight end, don't forget about the great Chris Herndon, who's a very solid tight end prospect. Great dynasty by Matt O'Hara. Absolutely, man. Love Chris Herndon. Um, 
it's unfortunate that he's there with Adam Gaze, but I think that that will help you get him cheaper. Yeah, he's he's plummeted. He's definitely plummeted. I mean, he came out his his rookie year. I think he had over not six hundred, but I think he had over five hundred, five hundred eighty or something um, yards receiving in his rookie year, and then obviously last year was derailed with injuries, doghouse, blah 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 blah, all sorts of crap. I like I like Chris. Herndon. I love Chris Herndon going forward. Um, you know, there was a report coming out earlier that that he's in a bad spot uh, just due to the fact that you know Adam Gase obviously he doesn't throw to the tight ends a lot. Uh, you know, so we'll see how this actually ends up working out. But last year Ryan Griffin was really successful. He was in his stead. Got when, a contract when, extension when he was when he was injured. He did pretty big. I mean, um, I think it runs through 2022 or something like that. And it's for halfway decent money. So that's, that kind of might, that might throw another wrench in the old, um, Chris Herndon's, uh, catapulting to fantasy gold. Yeah. Uh, and I guarantee if you check your dynasty, uh, waiver wire, there's a good chance Ryan Griffin's on there. Definitely worth a stash. On sure. There. Sure. Um, just cause he's locked in there, been there for a couple of years. Obviously the team likes him a little bit A receiver Brashad. You know, oh, we got to run him back. Yeah. Frank Gore. Again, again, still here somehow. Le'Veon Bell, they drafted Michael P. Ryan. Uh, still like Michael P. Ryan as well as a pass catcher back. They might use it, utilize him a little bit, maybe eat into Le'Veon Bell to see what they have because they don't love. The facts are we know they don't love Le'Veon Bell. This is the last year Le'Veon Bell will be on the Jets. They can get out from under his contract over this year, I believe, Matt. Right. Yeah, no, he's he's in a situation right now where his cap hits 15, but his dead money is 17. There's no way that they're going to you know, take another – two and a half or whatever, one and a half million dollars onto the, the cap to not have his services. So, yeah, he's going to be on the roster for this year, and then he'll be gone. And they beefed up the offensive line, too. We should see a much improved offensive line for the Jets, which helps Sam Darnold. Um, should up the receivers. I love Denzel Mims still long-term. I think he's a fantastic prospect there for uh, Sam Darnold. Jamison Crowder, he just is what he is. You can bring him Rashad Perriman, signs that one-year $8 million a contract you gotta remember last year over the last four weeks Prashad Perriman was wide receiver four always seems to finish the season strong it's is he's an odd one man um you know obviously he got rid of the haircut um I saw a picture of him without the dreads no more homeless predator he looks so normal oh yeah he looks great I was like, like wow you should have just done this a long time ago did everybody turn your life around you yeah, know stop yeah. fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> at lasers and get a haircut absolutely but Prashad Perriman uh <laughs> so hard to rely on though like his game is so one shot pony just go long um type of deal for him Perriman. so he'll be the, he'll be the go long guy jameson crowder is gonna be working the underneath routes along with what you know enter whatever tight end there actually is not gonna be in the doghouse there at the time and then denzel mims is gonna have to kind of come along slowly as the season goes on very slowly and and um will eventually be the number one target there in yeah. 2021 yep absolutely yeah Perriman come out and light the world on fire and be wide receiver 14 in a year and that's i would take whatever i can get for him this is a guy who's been on five different teams he's only on a one-year contract as well so eight million dollars he's going to be moving on to somewhere else next year um for sure and you know that's that's where this guy the guy like that is going to be at you know he's going to be on these series of one year maybe two year prove it deals at the most but he's he's Perryman's just he is what he is at he's point. an nfl help he's an nfl wide receiver that helps nfl teams greatly not a fantasy producer. Exactly. He stretches the field. Um, and teams need that. The Browns needed it. And he, he flashed there. And then last year, Tampa Bay needed it. And he flashed there. And now he's going to be at the Jets. And they don't have anyone else that can really get downfield other than, you know, Denzel Mims will be capable of that. But 
I think he's capable of much more. So um, they'll get Perryman. He'll run his straight routes that go down the field, and uh, that, that's that. So it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do after this season. Do they draft a guy? Do they sign a guy like Kareem Hunt who will be a free agent? You know, that'd be probably a pretty good fit for that offense. I'm guessing, you know, just looking, you know, obviously – they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to re up Sam at some point, and they've only got 19 right now in in cap space. I'm I'm gonna just go out on, out on the limb and say that they're gonna go cheap. At, draft the, a guy. Yeah, draft a guy. It's so much. It's so much more economical to do that than to, to sign any sort of uh, free agent. So keep your eye. We'll keep our eye on Michael P. Ryan this year and how he's getting used. And I I think the key is to watch him early. You know how how they're really going to try and get this guy involved in the offense to see if he can become a part of it in the future. As I say, if they start buy. if they start you know more than spelling um, Le'Veon Bell at any point during this season, um, then that's actually a, a really good sign for for um, Lamichael P. Ryan. So I, I would I would definitely like you said keep a very close eye on his usage. Who do you think is the best buy here besides Denzel Mims? Because you're not buying him; he's just too. You know, you spend a first yeah no two one two two obviously mims is is um is what it is he's a rookie there's still the the hot fever on him i think i think it is herndon because i think he's the the talent the most talented the next most talented guy behind um mims good hands yeah i mean you're not gonna get body you're not gonna get darnold either i mean you know what i mean everyone knows what darnold is they either like him or they don't you don't think you can get darnold I think in a Superflex League, I would love to try and get more Darnold shares. Like, as a long only 22 years old, that's so young. It, it, I mean, no, it is super young. I'm just saying, I don't, I, I don't think he's undervalued. Do you know what I mean? Okay. That's why I don't, that's why I don't see him as a, as a big time buy. It's a slow burn because I think Darnold still, like, he'll get re upped. He'll sign a new contract. It'd probably be, I could see Darnold signing that, like, you know, Mahomes signs that 10-year contract. Darnold signed like a three-year deal, you know, for a chance to get more money down the road at like $25 million a year or something along those lines. I definitely see that because, uh, I mean, we've talked about it plenty. We both think it's Adam Adam Gase's last season there in New York. They'll be they'll have a new new head there, and whoever it is, it will, I mean, they're going to take on Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? It's going to be one of those type of transitions where Darnold's got a year left, and then they bring in a new head coach type of thing, and we've seen this a million times, so... Uh, Darnold, will, he'll he'll roll over to whatever the next regime is, and that'll it'll kind of be up to them to sign him long term. What do you think the price tag is in Dynasty on Le'Veon Bell? Oh, that's tough to say. I mean, it's twenty eight years old. He's twenty eight years old. He's still useful. He's not as useful as he was uh, when he was with the Steelers. Clearly, so it's, much better offensive line this year too with all those draft picks. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a late first could get it done. Would I you, think it would get it done. Yeah, I don't. I don't see why it wouldn't. That's a gamble. And you, can, but you can't get you. You can't get him for a second. So that's what it's going to take. Will Le'Veon Bell re-sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers in twenty twenty one? Depends on how that how that bridge has been <laughs> reconnected. You know what I mean? It's not like he went out in the best terms. He did not. Yeah, go on the best terms. So that I mean, it would take a lot of finagling. Um, who knows, man. It's weird. I didn't predict where any running back. I feel like most of these running backs become free agents, and it's kind of like, see ya. Mm, you know, kinda. Like, I mean, hey, Devontae Freeman. Right. And that's the thing. Like, he's going to be how old? 28? So, like, where the hell? Oh, nowhere he would look good. New England? <laughs> San Francisco. San Francisco, sure. I mean, either A lot one. of one-year contracts out there in San Fran. Sure, sure. Um I could see that. I could see that for sure. 
So now you do you give up? You give, you give up the blade first in strict hopes he signs him with. Let's okay. Rule out the Jets because he's leaving there. Sure. Let's just rule out Pittsburgh just because bridges burned. Let's say he yeah burned the bridge. Sure. A lot of teams don't need running backs, man. Like a lot of teams don't need running it's, backs. It's it's getting very hard to find a, a spot for these guys. Maybe Chicago. Um maybe Seattle. Mm. But man, San Fran would look really good for Le'Veon Bell. They would. Um I like that Seattle um placement as well because Pete Carroll's never been afraid to take on an older guy uh, and, and, and get a vet into his system and kinda kind of resurrect a career a la Mar- Marshawn Lynch. You know what I mean? You so, can argue that Le'Veon Bell has two more years left in him. Two to three. I think he does. I don't I don't think there's been any signs of him slowing down. I think his relationship with his coach is terrible, and that's not uncommon with this coach. So, Do you think a late first is worth the upside of a low-end running back too? A low? Not really. But I mean, Sorry, I think high I, end I, oh, the upside of a high end. Running I was going to say not really, but I think he's more than that. So, yeah, um, I think I think he's worth it. If you're if you're contending, if you're content, well, that's why it'd be a late. That's why I'd be late uh-huh. uh, then for sure. And I guess if you're if you exalt, you know, you're, you're not going to. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to go out and you're not. It's going to be very hard to get a guy like Ezekiel Elliott or one of these other guys that's getting. You know but what I mean? Those aren't happening. Right. Exactly. All right. I, I'm OK with it, too. Like the more I think like. They love Bell's almost off limits. Like, I don't want anything to do with him. But, like, if you need a running back, like, and somebody with high upside, like, he's going to be your best probably bang for your buck outside of Matt Breda. <laughs> Matt Breda, definitely more bang for your buck. I don't know the that the 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 ultimate bang is going to be as much, though, as Le'Veon Bell. So the you know whole I mean? AFC East, I'm saying Matt Breda is the best buy. Okay. I like that. For, me, for me personally. The best buy? I like BB. Yeah, and then and then shout out JP Lev Lev Bell That's is the mic the micro center. Lev Bell's goodbye. Like Chris Herndon is a buy. Yeah. Um, who else did we mention there? Uh, Pre- Preston right. Williams, Nikhil Nikhil Harry. Ooh, great buy. Yeah, great buy. That's there's a best buy and there's a great buy. And then when the, you buy electronics, the other one you buy greatness. <laughs> did you finally get my micro center <laughs> reference? Oh, jeez, <laughs> took oh. you long enough. Well, dude, my brains. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not feeling extra witty today. Apparently, apparently. Sorry, it's okay. All right, well that's it. AFC East. Yep, we did it. A couple teams, not bad, right? Yeah, we uh, could do. We could do better. We no, no, we did pretty good. No, we could do better with better players. Oh, like there's better divisions out there. Like if you for sure. Like if you we had to go here. Let me let me back this up here. Let me get up the chats here. Looking at the AFC East, would you say if you could just like if you had to pick? divisions the only draft dynasty players from i would say the afc east is probably like my uh the the least i don't love it least favorite division yeah i don't love it for sure um there's some there's some divisions out west that would probably be better afc west would be pretty nice I would, yeah i would like some of that i i'm, I'm looking here and it's definitely the least mm-hmm. favorite yeah best afc north Pretty, I, pretty good. I think I know why you prefer that one, but yeah. Not Joe bad. Mixon? Yeah. Nick Chubb? Yep. Uh, Baker Mayfield? J.K. Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins. Who's Baker Mayfield? What? What? Don't you ever talk Don't to my boyfriend Don't you like ever that. Odell me again. <laughs> That's it, guys. We'll be back next week covering the AFC North.
Ooh, nice. And following up with the NFC North, which, you know, Trubisky. Nice. But for the next episode for the Nerd Herd, we're going on to the NFC East where we can talk to the Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Washington Redskins. And the Washington Unknowns. Ooh, you're right. We didn't mention that. New team. New, new name. New, nude team? I'll not take it. Okay. I don't argue nude. Adios. <laughs> got, got to admit, the Redskins are pretty derogatory name. Um. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I agree. Yeah. I think they're all bad at this. I point. mean, if they're like the Washington Caucasian skins, I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't think I'd take offense by it, but it'd be kind of weird. I'm not easily offended, but I can understand that that people are more easily offended than me. That's fair. I don't really get offended very um, often. So, Somebody so like, oh, you're ugly. I'm like, yeah. That's if true. something's offensive to somebody, let's not you know, let's not use it, man. No big deal. Turn the page, man. For this situation, yes. All right. Other situations, I'm like, just chill out, dude. <laughs> so, dude, to be fair, too, some people are just offended by everything. That is also true. Yeah. Like, oh, you're dynasty nerds? Well, I got straight A's in school, so what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Are you a nerd? I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I'm a dynasty. I love this stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I nerd out about it. Yeah. Hence, I started a website and a podcast called Dynasty Nerds. Exactly. It's a loving term of endearment. Adios.